everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love. Uh, it is a special episode today. We have a special guest. Uh, but first, I thought I'd introduce the crew. Uh, it is me, Alex, your host, and... This is Greg. Greg's here. And this is Colin. Cool. And then our special guest today is Day Shitkin Hawkins Jr. That's correct. An activist. <laughs> A journalist. <laughs> I'm a lot of things, and I'm none of those things. That's beautiful. That's very poetic. No, I mean it's not my not by choice. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Oh, okay, yeah. it depends who you talk to. If, if people want to discredit my journalism, they call me an activist. If they want to discredit my <laughs> activism, they call me a journalist. It just depends. Uh, okay, well, we're calling keep... you an activist and a journalist here today. Yes. The first time we talked about you was with the the Find It Fix It article. Mm-hmm. That was in the Atlantic, and it was kind of funny because I, and also embarrassing, because I was like, you know, finally someone's uh, treating this topic with nuance, and it's like, you know, I just assumed it was someone not from Seattle writing it, and I was like shocked that they actually got it right, and then yeah. we found out you're like, yeah, dudes, I live here. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you found my Twitter first, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I yeah. tweeted it at you, yeah. and. Yeah. And then you came back like, yeah, we're probably neighbors or something. <laughs> he said, if you ever get around to finish to reading, finish reading the article. You, ever, you know, you said like, oh, I didn't read it. It's too long. Read later. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, they're talking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, uh, we, just, we just skim. Here. Someone usually reads, yeah. has read the whole article. It was but. the longest thing I've written in my life. Oh, wow. Like, really. Well, it's so, a, it yeah. is a great piece. Yeah, no, it was um, It covers refreshing. all the bases, pretty much. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, like, actually um, did tell the story yeah. of what happened here. Um, because in most articles, most, like, national coverage or anything, it's like you get just the play-by-play of, like, and then Amazon was against it, and then they turned it down. And you don't get the full, like, no. Like, there was a big, long process that went into it. There was, like, this crazy process. story. It's a hilarious <laughs> story. Like, it's a... Yeah, I, it's I, a it farce. Be, yeah, it would be it's like a comedy. You could make your long, like that article could be twice as long to cover everything, right? Yeah, no, I think uh, even the process of writing it. People ask me how long it took, and you no, know, writing it maybe took like two or three weeks. But I mean, this story started from covering the sweeps. You know, mm-hmm. being there as yeah. an activist, as an organizer. That you know, the Atlantic pointed out that I was at the yeah. end. I don't know. If well, you did read they that. had they yeah, corrected yeah. it right? Like, didn't they get some some shit and then they because they the like, council. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, as a um, younger freelance writer, you know, reading something like that can get discouraging. But, um, you know, as my friend told me, man, you went after one of the most prolific mayors in our country and the richest person in human history. So, of yeah, course, you, you're you, going to get some pushback. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. you got off kind of easy, really. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're here breathing, talking to us. I mean, I, I really believe, if, you know, if they could have pulled it down they would have pulled the article down for sure yeah which would have been another story yeah um jeez but also you know humble brag it was the it was the best well it's the most read article for at least a couple of days on a on the atlantic I mean, no shit really and, yeah and so it was yeah i was on the top spot for for a little while and i think you know more reason for the city or amazon to complain about it you know yeah. a lot of people are reading it good so that's yeah. good I mean, that's the whole reason why we started this podcast though was because there's like there's no narrative there's no voice for just like all the crazy shit that's going on with like how we live in the city with the two richest people in the world yet like we can't fund basic services for our population and that and it's just not not an irony that's talked about 
in the mainstream yeah. ever. And, you know, recently it's even proven that there are a lot of rich people here. And it's also a lot of rich people who, if they wanted to make change, they could. I don't know if you saw, but the, um, the gun alliance, they just passed gun reform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, at the end of the day, I don't want to take away anything from the staff and the volunteers who collected the signatures. But Paul Allen, Nick Hanauer, they, they bought gun reform for Washington State. Yeah. I believe uh, Paul Allen donated 1.25 around million dollars um, <laughs> towards the Gun Alliance, and Nick Hanauer um, from Civic Civic Ventures he donated he matched it, and so they were able to pay volunteers twelve dollars per signature that they gathered. That's insane. They gathered three hundred seventy five thousand signatures in three weeks. That's a record. Wow. Yeah, and is that is that a record per signature? The dollar amount of twelve bucks. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Is that I mean, like a national record, or no, it could, it's a local one. I, I didn't, man. The Escalade, when it was doing its ballot initiative, um, it it was pushing to it was pushing the I guess donors to donate more money because they wanted to pay three dollars per signature. Wow. So, wow. And and I think it ended up happening, and they collected a lot, but three hundred seventy five thousand signatures in three weeks. Wow. Is insane, and you know it's about to become a law. Yeah. Well, unless the mayor sees like a bad poll and <laughs> decides to totally <laughs> to uh, to legalize automatic weapons for everyone <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. do a complete one eighty the uh, the Durkin process. Do you think Jenny pays for her own Amazon Prime? Uh, <laughs> not after the yeah, negotiation. Yeah, of course she does. I mean, to her, but yeah. it's like you know, that's nothing. I mean, yeah, to like. That's not the kind of that's like a different that's like a right wing political grifter move to like try and get just like start unloading your personal expenses somehow onto the office you work for. Um, I think it's a very different like for liberals. It's more about um, it's like a personal it's a like a gris a grift of personal journey. You know, it's like to pay for your own prime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. no no not that's not what she would be after oh, as mayor you know yeah, yeah to yeah. her the 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 perks of being mayor are like riding that segue yeah you know yeah like that's that's she's like well, i've that? made it a a, lo- a like a lifetime as a lawyer and like slogging through uh the you know the political machine and i'm here I'm right. I'm at the front of a parade of cops. Serious know? question: Who's um, whose approval rating do you think is lower, Durkin's in this city, or Trump's in America as a whole? Oh wow! That's... I think there's a, I'll, you know, I think my gut. I mean, my intuition or my, sorry, I I want to say it's Trump, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I would almost I. I would go with Durkin because she seems reviled Every, well, because, everywhere I'm looking. Because it doesn't reviled. matter because it's like it doesn't matter what your politics are. Right. Exactly. She, she, it, the whole the Seattle process has just been, tur- been turned into such a parody of itself under Durkin. Who's her base right now? Who's her base? Right. It, it, no matter Bezos? what you think. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no. Not even because like. Yeah. If you were for the head tax. Well, you're not with her, obviously. If you were against it. You still, I mean, they still passed the thing. Like yeah, she even, still, if, even and Tim then she just didn't the, agree with her. Right, <laughs> the, the whole the council, they all just look incompetent. No matter what your politics are, 
they are they look like morons. Well, I think you know? the lesson for Durkin is that giving in to your opponents doesn't win you anything, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't win anyone over. Like you you just kind of like you you give up your base. You don't you don't convince anybody. And I would give her credit if she got her prime paid for. <laughs> but I don't even think she's that clever. Like I don't even think it it's, it, no. it runs that deep with her. Um, I mean, that's why I was uh, really disappointed in uh, Council Member Michael Bryant. Mm. You know, it's because, I mean, you know the vote's going to lose, or you know it's going to get repealed. Sure. You know they have enough votes. It ended up being what? 7-2. Seven, 7-2. Seven. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, two. Yep. If you vote for the repeal, even though whatever pressures are telling you not to, you're going to lose your base. Yeah. You know, and if all signs are pointing him to running again, I'm like, just vote against the repeal. It's still going to lose whatever's going on behind closed doors. But if you vote for this repeal, you're going to lose your election, man. Like, you think these NIMBYs are going to turn around and be like, oh, yes, you voted for the repeal. <laughs> but, yeah. But no that, way. That's that's such a that's like the thinking of like our entire politics on the, the center, uh, the liberal. That's like every, they always just want to. Like deflect. Um, criticism from the right and hopes that they'll they'll pick up something and it's like these people hate you like they Michael Bryan is such a like milk toast like middle of the road guy but like I've heard people call him a communist <laughs> and he was attacked at a party too yeah yeah and it's like that what that tells you is like right. if Barack Obama and Michael Bryan are going to be called communists like you might as well just run as a fucking communist like you know, like so is 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 right now not the perfect time to be building a third party. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. I think there's so like that there needs to be a narrative. You need an enemy to fight. And like Sawan is smart to narrow it down and be like, We're gonna fight Amazon. Like that gives her like a an easy target. And our my fear is that no one on the left is gonna do that. They're all going to turn on themselves or try to convince a bunch of, you know, right wing people that, hey, like we're actually not communists, you know, and and then they're all just going to lose to like weirdos. And then our next city council is going to have seven weirdos on it. Just like God only knows what we're going to get. But my fear is that we're not going to get far left people. We're going to get weirdos and uh, we're going to get Oprah. <laughs> yeah, right. We're just gonna have just being a billionaire war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would Which be amazing will be if you had a billionaire. Really, on the really funny, and uh, but but yeah, it'll no, it'll be terrible. But I guess like the whole the whole thing that got us talking about this, we have what by all counts is like a left wing city council. Yet we have billionaires Supposedly. running it. Like they're not running for office. They don't even have to run for office. Yeah. They can well, just politicians use... are so cheap or so like malleable here. You know? But yeah. they but they don't even have to like I don't think Bezos is funding right, any right. of these no, people. No, no. He or, just all he does is like, yeah, we're gonna pause planning on construction for something. I mean, he funded Durkin's campaign, and I mean, I know I see your point, but then you, at the same time you have the Koch brothers, right, mm-hmm. who have been behind the scenes of all of these campaign funds, all these ballot initiatives. I mean, I I think the cool thing about ballot initiatives now and creating policy through that is. Um, Finally, the people are taking power back from these billionaires because really it was created for billionaires to change laws, right? During the Koch brothers' time mm-hmm. to, you know, stop uh, income taxes mm-hmm. and things like that. And now, you know, now it's being used to create police reform, um, but it hasn't always been used that way. But at the it's same also, time, it's also it's still being used 
right. for you know, I mean, for every any any right wing crazy definitely, thing definitely. like Seattle. I mean, and Washington State has a long and storied history of libertarian shithead ballot initiatives. I mean, Tim, like, I don't think there's anyone who lives in the state of Washington who doesn't know Tim Iman's name no and know his face, his like. Pale, sort of chubby face. I'm, I'm still wondering how I got my email. <laughs> no, no, e- email he has blast. everyone's email. He has yeah. everyone's email. He's ubiquitous. Um, to me, that's that just says it's like, yeah, once in a while, these billionaires can exert their influence for something that you might be for that might not be totally right. like rapacious and and horrible, but because they have that power, like. Not, most of the time, most of them are just going to exert that power to get more power and take more right. money from you, you know? I mean, as you know, I can talk as much shit I want against, you know, on Bezos and whatever, how he looks like, um, Lex Luthor, and yeah. whatever. Yeah, blah, he's blah, like blah. cultivating <laughs> that look, though. Yeah, like, he is. He loves it. Um, but at the same time, I have to, you know, I have to admit that if Bezos wanted to you know, create a big impact on homelessness and actually do something, he could. Yeah. He really could. He could. And it's, I think people have to stop complicating the conversation sometimes and just admit that the city and the people who control the levers do not care about this issue. No, they don't give a shit. Yeah. And I think once you've accepted that, then you can, you know, you can begin fighting, Hmm. um, in a way where you can try to create some change. Because I think there are too many people in the city that still cling on to this hope that people give a shit about this problem. No. And really, they don't. No, what they give a shit about, what Bezos gives a shit about, and what this head tax fight was about, because it wasn't about the fucking money. No. Because the money was fucking pocket change. It was nothing. It was a joke. It was a... Uh, a, To both sides, it was a joke. A token gesture. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Would have bought three houses. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did the math. It's not it, about like, the money. It would have bought like a few houses. Not about the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was the principle. It was the principle. Mm-hmm. It's for the both idea, sides. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that taxation is viable. That that the city, that anyone, that, the, that a body politic can stand up and say, we're going to tax you. Yeah. That is off the table for these people. It's ultimately about power. They yeah. have that power. You, you, if you can be seen to be able to take that away from them, even in the tiniest way, then that that's a big loss of their power. One hundred percent, and I think um, that's why the country and the world was watching. Yeah, that's why people care. Nobody knew what the numbers were. Nobody knew how many per employee had. Nobody knew the forty million from the previous seventy-five million to the mm-hmm. proposed one hundred fifty million. Nobody knew the numbers, sure. but people knew. What was at stake, and it was yeah. gonna be a slippery slope for whoever won, you know. And I think right now, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. After that head tax repeal, I was I never felt so hopeless in this city. Yeah, and it, yeah. like you said, it wasn't about the numbers. Not at all. It was about like, okay, this is where the line is drawn. This is what we're up against, and we're a little fucked, yeah. just a little bit. I mean, yeah. it, you know, there. Of course, you know, we're gonna keep organizing. We're gonna keep fighting, but there was a couple of days where it was a little. It was more somber than usual. I mean, we've 
we've got things repealed in the past. We've seen laws passed here where it's been regressive. This was just so blatant. It was. It was. And it was. It happened so fast. Yeah. And so what's crazy, too, is none of the council members saw it coming. Like, it never occurred to them that they would just mount up an initiative and be like, we're going to go full bore against it. And it just, to your point, like, it even caught, you know, cynical political people off guard about how how aggressive it was. Well, I don't, it didn't catch us off guard about how aggressive it was. Because since it passed... We said on every week since, I mean, we started this podcast right in the middle of yeah. that, so a substantial a bit of this podcast has been about the We're head tax. we it, basically. At this the surprise came when the, the city council just, like, totally, like, shit the bed. I mean, I think it shows us a couple of things. I think one thing it, it tells us is that 2019 city council race, they're going to run a full ticket. They're gonna run. Absolutely. They're gonna run a, a chamber of commerce backed full yep. ticket. They're going full force. Because um, they've gonna, got an issue now. Yeah. Even though they won. Right. They've got an issue. And you're, you're gonna see the Shamasawans and the Michael Bryan's challenged by these uh, fiscally responsible. Um, <laughs> uh. my, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing is. Like, Don't forget. Pro jobs, pro yeah. jobs, you know. I mean, <laughs> the, me. the same bullshit that they were saying during the fifteen, right? Like, yeah. Oh, it's gonna take away jobs. Uh, but what, what you we think just... the city council didn't learn any fucking lessons from that fight, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, they fight was... hard and win. Yeah. You know, yeah, didn't the, fight. Didn't the Times just report like we're the fastest growing city in the, like yeah. the last ten years or something like that? And yeah. so, I mean, fifteen made a huge impact, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, think of how much bigger we could be, guys. <laughs> if, only, if only we didn't God, pass all this liberal legislation. Think of how much higher rents could be if think, they hadn't Think of how many fewer parking spots there would be and how, you know, like all the great, you know, yeah. <laughs> having even more people transplanted uh, yeah. into our city. Well, you know, you're going to have the Saw Spades running next year. You know, and that, you're, it's like an orange on a toothpick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go to those campaign events because yeah, it's gonna be catered by Dick's Burgers. Oh Ooh. fuck! Yeah, and I'll dude. never pay for another Dick's Burger. Greatest hamburger in the world. Did you see one. the Seattle the Seattle Times like burger burgerama contest? You know, I only voted for that so they could lose. I swear to God, I was no, no, like, no. fuck this. It's so <laughs> it's so blatant. It's like. It's awful. Like, oh, this every week there's a new best burger in Seattle and some, you know, $20, like, grass-fed, whatever. And, I mean, it's a fucking ground beef sandwich. I'm not going to go into that rant. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for stopping <laughs> Jesus but, Christ. But yeah. Dicks, of course. Of course. Yeah. Convenient. Did they win? Like, I saw that they were no, in the yeah. final. No, no, it won. Yes, it won. Dicks, the favorite, oh, the, the best burger in Seattle That sounds is like Dicks. free polling. Right. No, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what that is. Polling. Yeah. Uh, the best, best part of that article, that was political. though. No. Was yeah. Bethany yeah, Jean, Jean Clements, Clements yeah. uh, uh, got quoted in it? And Bethany, if you're listening to the podcast, blink twice if they're putting a gun to your head right now. <laughs> Seriously, she uh, she's like, uh, Dix is by no means a good hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Oh, truth, <laughs> Bethany Jean Clements. She, some, <laughs> she some, some she gets some they nuggets of truth there? through. Yeah, yeah because wow. she film criticed it again. She comes back around to say, yeah, yes, yes. when back. you're drunk at 2 p.m. Or yeah, 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the greatest thing on for, earth. For a buck it's 29, like, it's the best burger you're going like, to get. <laughs> her new job at the Seattle Times, I don't know how long she's been there, but um, is to review new bougie Seattle restaurants like 
um, the National Paper's review Avengers films, which is to be like, well, this is some like lowbrow garbage, but but at the end it's like, well, but you know it's fun and the whole family yeah. enjoy it and go out <laughs> yeah. and so like a oh, one thumb, I guess. You know? yeah. yeah, that's cool. No, I mean, on the on the times though, it's I think that's why. Um, well, I'll say this: I think a lot of people, you know, obviously say that Bezos and Durkin and the other elected officials there to blame for this failed head tax. But I think people don't mention enough the role that the Seattle Times played. You know, and the, of course the editorial board, but I mean the, the publication as a whole, it controlled the narrative. Holy yeah, shit, yes. It really did. And, and this head tax disaster is the clearest evidence of the gap that we have in our city of any viable left-leaning publication to hold a paper like the Times accountable. They, they, they literally could have said anything they wanted and it would have happened. Yeah, you know, it would have been the conversation with the stranger imploding, you know, with one full time reporter left there. You know, the mm. PI that, is basically almost gone. I yeah. mean, uh, you, let's we yeah. don't even need to talk about the PI, but because that's that they, that's just a sculpture at this point, yeah, like a, a rotating nice one, sculpture. A nice it is like, a beautiful thing, but yeah. that's that's all the PI is. <laughs> I tried to, me in to my read mind. a story there the other day, yeah. and as I was scrolling down, a, a poll popped up and it said support local news by doing this poll, <laughs> and I just quit like, <laughs> you, you, close yeah, browser yeah, i was like nah, no no man so i remember when the times bought the pi and everyone was like oh no we're gonna be a one paper town it's it's there was an outcry of like we, they can't be owned by the same company it's like this is terrible it's the collapse of news in america this is like the late 90s right yeah yeah, yeah. um that sounds right when the nail came and they actually shut down the presses which were printed in the same building in Bothell at that point, yeah. it was like, well, yeah, we all knew that was coming, and it's finally shut down. Basically, and you have the weekly pretty much gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I the mean, real, pro- yeah, the real question is the stranger. Like, where was the stranger in this shit? Like, I, with just, one full time reporter, it's kind of hard. You yeah. know, and you, and I have a lot of respect for Heidi. You know, and and she yeah. definitely probably does not get paid enough for what she no, does. But it's sure. it's. Sure. Man, it's you have one full time reporter. I think during that time or right after that, Stephen left, um, who was a news editor there. And I mean, to me, from the outside, it really feels like the stranger is not investing in the in the publication side of their business. I mean, I still use it all the time when someone's visiting town. I need stranger events or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you have Crosscut who, you know, signs are pointing to them becoming maybe a new PI or something like that. But is that indicative of a changing of Seattle? Yeah. Like, like, is it, is it, is it not that the left is giving up on having a voice or is it like the demographics have changed? Like we, we, we have changed the city sufficiently to the point where that, that opinion or that voice is no longer, um, valued. Wow. Right. That's yeah. a good question. I, I think it's personally, I think it's cultural atrophy. And I think we've, we've seen this over like the last decade, all the creative types have been forced out to Tacoma, to Portland. Everyone that is creating something beautiful has to leave because they can't afford to live here. And yeah, we're losing artists every day. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the only thing that is left is the things that appeal to people with a lot of money. Like Macklemore. Exactly. Just 
the blandest, <laughs> most bland like, doesn't even begin simple, to describe the yeah, blandness of Macklemore. Yeah. Just picture that is literally the blandest face in America. I mean, publications, print, radio, you name it, right? They're dying mm-hmm. everywhere across the country. And then you have these uh, billionaires at the same time. The same thing they did during the you know a housing housing crash. You know they're they're buying up these depleting public. Washington Post is owned by none other than <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, that, that's wait, right. that name keeps on coming Sp- up a Space lot. Boy yeah. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, you know the Times is controlled by the Chamber of Commerce, and so you have a lot of rich self-interest groups that know that publications are dying, and so they're desperate for funds. And um, they're taking advantage of the market. And I, I, you know, when I found out Bezos owned or bought the Washington Post, that was the first, you know, immediately I was like, I can never trust this publication again. No, of course. And I, I don't know. It's not that they were that great before. Seattle should try that uh, New Jersey. (laughs) You know something called Watergate? (laughs) Okay, that was 50 fucking years ago. (laughs) They're still writing that. You ever heard of something called the Iraq War? (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that. Also, that applies to The Stranger as well. boring, by the way. The Post? Yeah. Yeah, we... We knew it was gonna be awful. Yeah, I, no. Do, wait, did you guys watch it? I haven't seen. No, we have, I knew it was gonna be. Oh, awful. we need to. We need to watch that for Chili Dog Night. It's I bad. Know. I mean, I. What was the other one? The the one before all that? the presidents, man. No, no, no. no. Spotlight. Spotlight. <laughs> yeah. So I barely like Spotlight. Yeah, and I knew. That was, no, that's like a TV movie. That's like yeah. a good, a, an okay yeah. HBO movie. Yeah. Yeah. Had Mark Ruffalo in it. Yeah, can't be bad. Mark Michael Ruff- Keaton. Mark Ruffalo scene where he, you know. Lashes out. Mm. Is that good or bad? Oh, it's 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 pure ham. Like <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, him it's going really all hammy. out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mostly, I forget everything about that movie. Yeah. So yeah. that was like Avengers. Mark Ruffalo coming out. I yeah, think, yeah. No, he was. We all, we all wanted him to Hulk out, but it didn't happen. And you know, but it, they won big. Yeah. It ended up working out in their favor. Uh-huh. But did that movie? Like, what is our society doing to like fix that? I mean. There's that movie, like that's the liberal. In, the liberal. We did it. We beat the church, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that. The lim- They're so satisfied, like it's going to watch that. Yeah. The people who have the power in our society, who might care about that, are just so satisfied watching that movie and knowing that they're sharing, like that they're looking up at the same moon with other liberals <laughs> who are like, liberals. All of their victories, ninety nine percent of them are. Are victories because they're they're co-opting the grassroots movement. Yeah, right? absolutely. And yeah. so they're yes. they're always benefiting and promoting the successes of, you know, the, the labor on the backs of grassroots organizers all the time. You see this in you know our immigration um, uh, conversations. Talk, <laughs> yeah. Talking about Jenny's uh, move to the border. Or yeah, it's like what her run like, for the border. Run for the border. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because the the critique on liberals is like, what about these Obama stats? What about these Obama stats? Um, deportation. And you know what? Rightfully so, liberals are dumbfounded. Like they don't know what the fuck to say. But when you ask a grassroots organizer, what about you? Like, oh yeah, we were on the streets during yeah. that yeah. administration. If you were paying attention, yeah. you already knew that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, that, during that time, that was like the one of the huge issues was going down to the ICE detention center in Tacoma, SeaTac. And and protesting and because it was like at that you know imagine a time in America where just holding people indefinitely was considered like the worst thing ever <laughs> yeah and then sure enough like it just gets worse and worse and worse until it hits this like tipping point where where all of a sudden um, Democrats are like okay 
this is an issue we need to we need to talk about. We need to compromise on. Yeah, or you know what I mean? And it's <laughs> only like, when children are literally in cages are Democrats like, oh yeah, we're against that. Will only now will they probably sign a bill that says you can't keep those children in cages, but everything else the right wants is fine. We will transform our <laughs> yeah. transform our entire society right. with regard to immigration, and, and, the, and they call it compromise. But it's yeah. really like, oh, we don't want to uh, kind of expose our real agenda. You know, it's it's compromise, but it's really what they were going to push for all along. And I mean, are they against children in cages? Or are they against like uh, children in cages that are shown on CNN and not in? The youth jails happening in their own counties. Right. Yeah. You know, they're trying to build a $233 million youth jail. Yeah. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Dow Constantine himself is showing up at the um, immigration detention center mm-hmm. claiming that he's against separation of families. And he's about to, you know, build a new facility. And yeah. really his only um, justification is it's a more comfortable jail. It's a nicer jail. Maybe there's a there is a chance for a, a once a week ping pong table. That is fucking disgusting. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that's like, but pain. that think of how that disconnect right there. Like thinking, just being able to think of those as different issues is in itself like racist and nationalist. And basically, you're you're putting you are right there with the right in a way with the craziest people on the right if you're able to think of those as different issues right i mean i that's why i always say seattle is the perfect case study for if what i'm afraid of is post trump you know i'm obviously yeah. trump is the reincarnation of the devil yeah but yeah. post trump we're going to have a centrist libertarian with a Democrat <laughs> campaign that's going to win office and hold power for the next 12 years. Yeah. And, and every time an organizer or a critic says anything about the administration, we're always going to have Trump's um, reign to point to. You know, and it's like, how can you complain? I still get shit for critiquing things on Hillary. Oh, God. To this day, course, it's yeah. like, oh, people like you is the reason why we're in this situation. That is such bullshit. <laughs> that's such just a, tell I mean, them to so, fuck right off. It's like, yeah. dude, motherfucker, I voted for Hillary, by the way. Yeah. I didn't vote for that, fucking that, Jill. The best, start, <laughs> yeah, the best part of it is back. we all had to vote for Hillary, and now we all have to get shit for yeah, it. Right. Because we don't agree with her. <laughs> what? No, that's, that's, it's like, I mean, this has been, this has been so, like, beaten to death at this yeah. point. But, like, what, at what like how broken is our politics? Any other time in American history, a loser would have been fucking thrown in the trash. <laughs> like you would just like you would take someone who lost that presidential election at any other time that our <laughs> politics weren't broken in this particular flavor. You know, it's I don't know, something's different. There's a different weird psychosis here, you know. George Bush Jr. or third or whatever number I'm on uh, <laughs> proved that all you got to do is start painting yeah right and your approval rating <laughs> shoots right up it's insane it's insane oh, it's like alright if you're paying attention Jenny Durkin it's time to get out the easel and the <laughs> yeah. watercolors just start painting but, um, but that's kind of to your point Day right that um, <laughs> Trump is such a basically the nader of of culture and society as we've known it in our lifetime that for some people looking back they're willing to go you know what George Bush wasn't that bad, and he paints. You know, he's he's able to redeem himself be, because of Trump. 
Oh, absolutely. If, if or rebuilt, be rehabilitated by people forget and if, if Trump's presidency ended today, he did some really bad shit. But Bush still blows him out oh, of the abs- water. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without, <laughs> and he's still Trump is still on track to like you know it's like maybe he'll be worse than Bush. I don't know what the litmus test for that is, but Bush was an atrocious president. Yeah. He was it's, a cancer on the earth. People forget <laughs> what it what it was like and I'm a millennial by the way, so I don't even I'm just talking out of my ass. But really people forget what it's like. That's what we do here. Post 9/11 Iraq haven't forgotten That's what it's true. like. To, or Afghanistan yeah. or Pakistan or Yeah. Yeah, I mean Yemen. Like, we invaded <laughs> several countries and just turned whole regions upside down. Well, yeah, I think um I don't know. It's hard because I, I wrestle with this because accessibility to information and knowledge is still uh, a privilege that is not mentioned enough. And I know even for myself who, you know, grew up in a certain type of uh, socioeconomical environment, um, still, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be a first generation student, high school student, college student, grad student, et cetera, whatever. Um, but there's still... You know, I, I well, we people like me and like um, Ocasio Cortez who won in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Love her; she's amazing, inspirational. We are still so we forget that history matters. You know, that comment that she made about um, Palestine. Oh yeah, it's like, oh man, come on! You know, <laughs> it's like, yes, Trump is evil. Yes, the now is important. But once we don't do our job knowing our history and knowing that yo there's a we can't forget about that you know yeah. it's like that's where we we screw ourselves as progressives yeah. and i think this ties back into what you were talking about a while ago which is uh democratic politics built on the back of you know real organized right. grassroots liberal uh agendas and just the lack of leadership right like like it, it's one thing to take a cause and then piggyback on it and, and, and make a name for it and, and make it publicly known. But it's another thing to be the one leading that conversation, right. right? Like abolish ice is something that's now like you see signs in people's windows that say yeah. that. And it's like, and to not me, even Bernie was down like a month <laughs> ago. Right. Yeah. 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 And to yeah. me, it's like, holy shit. Like I, I like I want to do abolish ice five years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, now that it's like a cool thing you know, to before say, before it was cool. Like, like that's great. I'm all about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, we should. You know, screw these people. But I guess what I'm saying is like, it's it to me. It seems like the failure of of democratic politics is just a failure to lead on any of these. Just the fact that none of our candidates were saying that a while ago or, or ran on it. That was like part of their campaign. And and Ocasio is a bright spot in that way. That like their core campaign at least has some of the core principles that we believe in now. And hopefully those stay true. And I mean, imagine how much more the Dems would be losing these races. If grassroots organizing didn't exist. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be getting blown out of the Uh, water. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's a case in point in this last election and that's that they didn't have acorn to be, uh, like rounding up votes for them right and yeah. uh, you know I, I think that's that's why people are still so shocked at um last year's mayoral election you know even the success of nikita oliver's campaign mm-hmm. is like 0.4 percent margin um 
over 31,000 votes. It's like that only happens because, surprise, surprise, grassroots organizing matters. And I think even somebody like me who worked on that campaign, um, never worked in the political sphere in my life, quickly learned, yo, this is not much different than <laughs> grassroots organizing. It's really the same. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're inspiring people, you're getting volunteers, you're on the ground, you know, and you're caring about these issues. And, and a lot of people are like, wow, like, that's that's innovative like having listening posts where community <laughs> comes together and collaborates on ideas for their specific neighborhoods like really well what what big data solutions did nikita oliver use to yeah, how many computers yeah. <laughs> what algorithm was she using I mean, we, we to got uh, to get there a lot of don't get me wrong we there we there was a learning experience we, mm -hmm. we learned a lot and we've made some mistakes um but we also had a lot of big time consultants come up to us and offer their services for a lot of money. And we're like, we're not, we're just not running that campaign. Yeah. We're not running that kind of campaign or, or we wouldn't be in this game at all. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And you know, the unfortunate thing, which I know that Chapo has talked about, this is Amber's thing is that the left's greatest enemy is always the Democrats or the center. And so for Nikita, she faced probably the, biggest uphill battle that she could have had here in Seattle because we think of ourselves as being so liberal. Like if she had run that campaign somewhere else where we aren't all, most people aren't all centrist. I mean, maybe she could have won. I mean, that's why we have Durkin is because that's why Seattle the status is like, quo centrism is going to beat the leftist message here. I mean, that's like, that's the thesis of our podcast. Basically, that's why, yeah. well, that's why, Seattle is what it is and you were you were saying this earlier too it's like it's this perfect like democratic stronghold the whole city feels like it's on yes. board in us in some way in some in some centrist compromise that just doesn't include taxation or providing like for the homeless you know? I mean I think that's fascinating because I think most people and I've heard this actually would tell us that trumping president and being in a liberal city is the perfect recipe for you to run the type of mayoral campaign you did. And now that some time has passed, almost a year, actually, I think it's the opposite to your point. I think Trump being president in the political climate that we had, people are going to cling on to what they're comfortable with. Yeah. Right. People, you know, it, it goes without saying the worst time to try to convince somebody um, out of their views is when they're angry yeah. or some some kind of mm -hmm. yeah. catalytic event happened, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and at the same time, Trump is president. People are like, mm. oh no, who do we hold on to? The typical saviors, or do we try to do something different? And a lot of rhetoric that we faced through the campaign trail was, well, who's going to be the best equipped to face Trump? Yep, that and yeah, yep. like that fucking matters. And that's what she came out. That's what Jenny came out with. The minute she became mayor, she was just jumping all over Trump like it fucking matters. You know, it's, well, that's the. Um, it's just like who cares? That's the. That uh, doesn't matter. The graph. 
Oh. Seattle. Oh yeah, um, the proximity lot. Are you familiar with the proximity lot? Oh yeah, lot? Brett Hamill. <laughs> Brett <Yeah>. Hamill. <laughs> Motherfucker's verified and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Jack, if you're listening right now, uh Dave would like a blue check. I'm mark. kidding, I'm kidding. I you know, I I want Nikita to get it first, you know, a lot of other people. It's um <laughs> Brett we want, Hamill. We want I want Brett Hamill to come on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I, push him a little bit. I'll, yeah. No, Brett's a great guy. No, he's yeah. one of the few white people I trust in the city. You know? <laughs> and that's a warning well, to everybody no, that, else in the city. We fair. hope this that has so um, yeah. this experience today has done like some little bit to uh, you know. I know I'm sure we have more work to do, but uh, getting us on that list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trusted <laughs> white people. It's low. <laughs> it's low. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the insidious thing about this city as I mean as I've learned moving to Magnolia is this it's like have you ever seen the movie the John Carpenter movie um, they, 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 live. Live. They, they live they live they live, they live. Yeah. sorry yeah there's this guy who's surrounded by normal people he thinks he finds these sunglasses and when he puts them on he notices that about like 80% of the world are aliens that's what it's like. It's like right. everyone is, again, as we just said, like these centrist Democrats and they hate Trump and uh, black life, all uh, black lives matter, you know, things in their house and all this stuff. And then when you try to have when one homeless person happens to sleep in a park in a Magnolia, there are people that want to go like actually do violence to him and literally vocalize a wish for him to die. And there's all this hate. And it's it's like it's unbelievable. I'm waiting for that sunglass to be in like the new app feature for next door or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's yeah. like yeah. really it's like, they're looking at and they're not a lot of uh, I mean, you look at the numbers right demographically in the city. It's changed a lot. Um, and we know the obvious reasons why. And I think even more so like neighborhood watches like I just spent um, the weekend a little outside of the city, but the the scariest thing entering a suburb neighborhood is that neighborhood watch sign. Uh, yeah, you know it's just, just like this weird, <laughs> eerie, big brother like Pleasantville. It's more like big brother. It's more like small grandpa. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> small grandpa. I don't know. I mean, how old is Saw Spady? <laughs> yeah, but he's not rolling around in a golf cart. Yeah, like, he yeah. may be contributing funds, but the guy actually doing it is like a VFW guy. <laughs> Who like with like his cap with all the pins on it, and he's rolling around yeah. like you know he's, he's eighty five. You say that, but I really white. feel like you know the find it fix it thing, right? Yeah. Like as soon as you offer some sort of you you take that sort of cover off of people, like you find out real quick that like wow, Seattle is uh, actually openly hostile. Yeah. To, Imagine if there was uh, a huge like if anonymous <laughs> got hacked into find it fix it app and just revealed. The faces of the complainers, oh, God. Hint, you know, hint. and I mean, at, at the same time, you know, you have um, Michael Brown, you know, pretty mm. much getting mm-hmm. killed by a neighborhood watch, yeah. self-empowered vigilante, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, man, yeah, we live that, in an that's era next where door is vigilantism. Oh fantasies. yeah, yeah, like, it is, it is, and you know, it's <laughs> I'm. And that's why, I don't know, do we fight tech with tech? You know, I know there's some yeah. tech bros in here. Um, but I'd love to see apps like, you know, uh, Cop Watch. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. something oh, where, fuck yeah. you know, live streaming cops. Right? Dude, I guarantee you that shit would get shut down so fast. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. someone had like a, because they did that when they revealed the ICE agents, right? They someone like public information on LinkedIn. I oh, saw yeah. that and I got they released. Really, and immediately, website, Twitter right? pulled it down. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Twitter of all people, free speech, right? 
Oh, like, Twitter of all people verifying right. the fucking <laughs> Proud Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Such exactly. Oh, and guys, it got pulled down immediately. The Arab Spring guys. So, like, but I, but I, that's a good point though, right? Like, until like we don't know, like we don't know what we're facing until we actually confront it. And I want to, I want to be careful while sharing this story. But my my friend on this trip I just took this weekend, he's um his family's from El Salvador. Um, immigrant kid and he told me that he he's realized that he, you know he's from the midwest so he's seen a lot of confederate flags mm, yeah and he's told me that today he is more afraid of the american flag than the confederate flag and it's not hmm. that the confederate flag does not represent just generations of the most atrocious crimes against black and brown people of course um but he, what he was sharing with me is that with the Confederate flag, you see that you, and you know immediately to walk the other direction. But the American flag is still something you're taught to not only respect, but to, you know, force to feel safe around, you know. And at the same time, it's, it's oh man, first of all, side note. Why do people love big ass flags? Dude, why country? do people need to fly? Fuck, we know it's in fucking America. <laughs> yeah, we, we know, know what fucking country we're in, dude. <laughs> Land ho! <laughs> like, yeah. No, but why? Why? Why sometimes do they have to be so big, dude? You talking about Bar- Bartel's flag in West Seattle? Dude, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I'm just like the bigger the flag, the freakier it is. It's like I get it. I get it. It's sometimes they're massive. Yeah. Have you seen that one in like Tacoma? If you're going, yes, that's the one I'm talking I thought about. So. The one I thought so. the hospital. Yeah, right? man. Oh my it god. It is so big. It's it's like the biggest flag I've just ever up seen. On, up near the Canadian border and along yeah. the I five, like north of Mount Vernon. North of Mount Vernon, there is one at like a car dealership oh that is like the size of. <laughs> fucking basketball it's well, they're, huge like, they're overcompensating for something yeah well yeah. oh, i mean i mean obviously the um the reactions to the protests on the anthems are they show us enough evidence of how we feel about patriotism and nationalism in this country mm-hmm. but my point is is that a city like seattle it's you know i i drive through rural america and i'm like damn i'm so glad i don't live here but i immediately <laughs> recognize that I don't want to be here. I don't want to stop at a bathroom. Mm. But here, I live here, and I'm. It's it's mentally exhausting because you're constantly feeling like, should I be afraid? No, like it's safe here. No, they got my back. Yeah, no dude, that's way. they. That's it is. It's they live, man. Yeah, it's like you need it's the sunglasses, man. Constantly, constantly, and I'm, I'll tell you as an organizer, it's like you. It's exhausting because you always have to be on because it's it's almost like you always have to sleep with an eye open yeah. because they give you sometimes they give you a bed you know depending on who you are right if you mm-hmm. can afford the rent but they give you a bed and you know you're not gonna get any racial slurs thrown at you actually that's a lie I've many times in Ballard in Fremont oh, um, Jesus, Jesus. That's yeah. really I one time I was I was drinking at a bar in um Fremont and this and this white dude walks up to me and he starts circling my head like just uh, oh, studying me a lot of studying going on in Seattle. <laughs> a lot of a lot he of sounds like scientists. a yeah, phenologist maybe an was academic. He, was he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like looking at me and I'm like I was like yo like what are you doing yeah. and he just looks at me and goes what are you oh my god in the Ugh. most like he was so curious and that's the thing about white people man it's like, <laughs> it's like their curiosity always has to be quenched 
We all have questions. I, you know, I'm looking we like at people. To learn, Dave. I, we like to learn. They're always like looking and like, whoa. I'm curious and I'm gonna find out. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, and I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what are you? And I'm like, yeah, man. I was trolling him, so I was like, yeah, I'm American. And he's like, oh, oh I know, I know, I'm, I, I know, I know. And he's like, like, almost like trying to recover. Yeah. And then he goes, but I meant like, you know, like, but really. What is it? What is it that makes you look like that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! You know, I, true story, man. And I'm telling you, this this stuff happens all the time, and it's like oh, it's awful. almost like they feel like the curiosity is a compliment. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I'm intrigued oh, by you, yeah. so like be oh, flattered wow. by that. You know, and, and I, I mean, really, what is? Um, colonialism, right? Is yeah. basically yeah. that you know, it's quenching curiosity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I want to know is what is Jeff Bezos? Can we can we circle him and Whoa, be like, what um, are you, man? What, what Dude, makes what? you look like that? Are you? See, exactly. I mean, I, I, I've been on to him for a while though. Like, he's one of the few, like top one percenters who like i've never heard a lot before on the mic you know yeah, like, he's right yeah he's just oh, very he... private mm-hmm. very super villain unless he's you know? talking about fucking putting people in space putting yeah. people in he loves what rich people love fucking space <laughs> they do and it's because it's the last part of the world they haven't colonized yeah really it's like oh space more curiosity and telling you it goes back to this curiosity you know like you know what i'm curious about is saving this fucking planet you know let's put our energy around there but no the biggest disappointment for those type of people is going to be dying without finding an alien race that they can colonize and like exploit and have sex with (laughs) (laughs) they love aliens man yeah yeah Yeah. they they just love space because there's 12 year old boys they're nerds well that's it like he's so basic jeff oh he it's like he needed something like big and dramatic and sort of poetic he needed a poetic technology to sort of put himself into and that's just the that's the best thing he could come up with it's well, like so it's so basic and everybody else around him was doing it too he didn't want to yeah feel they're all out, doing the so. same fucking right, thing right elon yeah elon um Richard elon Branson. Musk, a socialist by the way <laughs> No, thank Don't you for bringing that up, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 DSA Twitter is going to hate me that I brought that up. No, 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 they have all, like, muted Elon uh, Musk. Elon Musk has a rose now. Uh, no, he... Oh. <laughs> wow, see, I believed you. I freaked out for a second. No, the troll would be complete if he was like, fuck it, I'm going... I think he's, I think he's taking a break from Twitter, though. He finally, like, broke with the whole, like his submarine mishap and he called some yeah. guy a pedophile he kind of fucked up a little he, bit and then yeah. he kind of like I think he's like off he's off he well, logged off for a little I'm bit I'm sure he it's gonna ruin his life Grimes has his phone yeah the, four, <laughs> the Papa John's guy called him and said yo <laughs> I gotta warn your ass man it don't matter who you are you're fucked on Twitter no it's it's I don't know these billionaires they're, they're all socially awkward yeah, and I, you know, I don't want to take a, you know, social. That's fine if you're socially awkward, but they're Thank all you. like they very they lack a lot of people skill, you know, and they're all like in their bubble. They don't get out much, yeah. you know, and how could they? And they have why all this would money, they? right? Why would they? And they have mm-hmm. all this money, and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I don't know. And I think what we should do is start 
pitting billionaires against each other. Whoa. Well, yeah. yeah, that. Well, that is uh, one of the topics uh, of discussion uh, for this podcast is the race to one trillion, which uh, in a world where we're just barely scraping by to fund public infrastructure and there's massive amounts of anger towards government, the uh, the articles being posted is which company will reach one trillion uh, in, in market, market capitalization. Are there odds? Uh, the odds are on Amazon. I believe yeah. it's like two to one Amazon. Yeah. It's like, you well, know. did you see that like uh, South Korean submarine found like 190 billion worth of gold in a sunken ship? Oh, oh really? Shit, it was no. like a company like, who found it. And it sounds oh like a conspiracy God. theory, but <laughs> no, really, it, a company found it. Wow. So they, you know, I don't know. Did they get to keep it or? Hey, salvage, man. That's that's a lot of seas. Yeah. You, well, you should. Know. I I should know it. I'm I'm, I'm a maritime I'm a man. I mean, but but is, don't you see like this uh, philanthropy like uh, rivalry? You know, we you got the Gates Foundation here. Sure. You know, which you know I'm sure does good things. And Paul Allen now is like, I believe in gun control, so I'm gonna pay for it. And you know, Bezos mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of losing there. But you know, there's this sure. rivalry going on in. Um, Across the world, right? Who mm. is the most giving billionaires? When did billionaires become liberals? By the way, it's once you get a billion dollars. No, once it, you once you make enough money is. to become Look, a liberal, then you old, can afford it. Old stuff. This is Andrew Carnegie was yeah. the same way. You know, he made he just destroyed everyone in his path and made uh, you know, I don't know what amount of money, insane amount of money with U.S. Steel, and. Once he did that, he'd collected just all the money in the world. He was like, "Oh, now I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be a philanthropist. I'm gonna give it away." This is that's all that's left to them because at a certain point you can't make, you know, you can't change. At a certain point, you start to care about what people think of you, and so you think that's a sign of okay. So did Steve Jobs start giving more right before he died? You think it's a sign of like. Their health is getting fucked mm. up. I hope it is. They're starting to have, like, a, like, how do I get into heaven sort of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like what, right. what if there's a hell? It's harder for <laughs> a camel to fit through the eye of a needle, etc. Yeah. Who's your favorite billionaire, by the way? Fa- I don't have any fucking no, favorite you have to, billionaires. If you had, like, one billionaire to be your sugar daddy, like, mm. who would it be? Or oh, sugar mom? God, I'd have to think about that for a minute. Um, you know... Is this Mary Fuck Kill? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, is, is, is Kylie a billionaire yet? Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. She's going to go. Yeah. Probably by the time we release this, she'll be. Yeah, our turnaround's pretty bad. She's, um, she's pretty up there, I think. Did you hear people were. She, she allegedly is at, uh, was at around 900 million. And so some very devoted fans, maybe even acolytes, we might want to call them, if. There's Fuck some weird that. cult. We're, are actually Raising sending her money, money oh so that she can get that last hundred million to get. No, to what that what those people are are liberal liberal representation fiends. You know, they're like <laughs> yeah, we need represent <laughs> we need representation in the billionaire class and that of people women and people of color. Well, that'll do it. You know, check that uh, box. I we mean, and not to mention that she built her wealth on appropriating black culture. You know, it's like stuff that black women have been doing for generations and working at the neighborhood salon of course it took a jenner kardashian to to break the ceiling yeah you know to make her yeah. fortune on i mean it's it, circling my like you said it's it's a perfect liberal depiction because at the same time you have these democrats building their fame and i'm hmm. every single one of them i don't i don't care who they are every single one of them build 
their success on the backs of organizing. And yeah. I don't know, maybe one day they'll wake up and be like, maybe if we empower the grassroots, <laughs> something can change. You know, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, at the same time, you have the GOP realizing that they need to get on the ground and really... Well, they've been on the ground, yeah, for, I mean, look at the well, Tea Party. Yeah, they, they've know? been yeah. courting the populist right for, what, at least, like, 10 years? Since, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's been, like, Coke brother money, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, we need our we need a, we need need a billion-dollar sugar daddy for the left. And uh, Tea uh, Parties fuck, founded fuck in that. Seattle. We've got to make sure we say that. Oh, oh right. See, yeah. wow. you know, our mayoral election in the the um, general was a five point four million dollar net worth woman facing a four point five million dollar net Jesus worth woman, Christ. and that was uh, yeah, it was a battle of the riches yeah. at the end of the day. Um, I didn't realize that it was like yeah, that much money. By the way, who, who which one you think had five point four, and which one you think had four point five? I. I'm just gonna say I think Carrie had 4.5, but maybe I'm. Wrong. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I would go with too, right? Is it? Yeah, Jenny had 5.4. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jenny coming in at 5.4. <laughs> yeah. Je- people don't really. Jenny is not just a you know a successful prosecutor, attorney, whatever. Jenny has a lot of money. She I, comes from wealth. Um, her partner comes from wealth, and is also a very wealthy woman. That net worth does not include her wealth. Hmm. Um, but Jenny not only has the ear of the richest people in our city, but she also is one of the richest people in our city. And so she's not she's not a special recruit um, from the billionaires like she is in that circle, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I mean, 10 million is a big difference from a 300 billionaire, you know, net worth guy. But yeah, still, but you, yeah, but you still have nothing in common with me or most people. No, live and, and exactly living or you who have that, ever lived. You see that playing out through her uh, mayoral um, segway yeah. rides. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's she's bad. like Willie Loman. I mean, the only thing she cares about is that she doesn't look bad. Like, yeah, she doesn't have a policy. She doesn't like. There's no ideology she has, there. She's a Democrat. She has no ideology. <laughs> well, she she cleared. What is that? Uh, she eliminated the fourth or fifth ranked choice for police chief. Yeah. And then she included them in the final three after one of them dropped out. Mm -hmm. And then she picked her for the police chief. And rumors are they're they're just going to end up hiring the, um, the guy that dropped out of the final three as a consultant. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. And so now we're paying double money (laughs) for one position and no shit, Jenny was like, all right, <laughs> you got to have your police chief, but I'm still going to hire the person I want. So you got to spend money that's to make the thing, money. It's like, well, <laughs> that, this is how the Democrats operate. It's all damage control all the time. Right. Yeah. No ideology. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about that story at all. Right. They're, they're all cops. It's every a, one yeah. of them. Yeah. Jenny's a cop. It's true. It's Big her whole fucking cop. career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just sent- cops, cops, more cops picking. There's like they're trading <laughs> yeah. like cop baseball cards around. And when cops around, get in wh- trouble, who get who investigates cops? cops. Fucking cops, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Same I don't give a shit about too. that story. Yeah. <laughs> it does show that she's basically incompetent, and that all it's just damage control. That's all it is. That's all yeah. they can do. The, these people. At least she got three and a half more years. <sighs> And Thanks for reminding closer me. Closer to three. No, it's bad. Sure. It's been bad. And I think that's that's what uh, 
where I get my pride is like, you know, they, they laughed at us during the, the campaign trail, but man, I don't know many other people that would be doing a worse job governing. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta feel good to a degree. Like that's, that's the silver lining. I mean, that, I mean, it'd be bitter if anything. Yeah. I it's, think, it's a, you know? well, we're, we're petty while loading our U-Haul yeah, trucks sure. to, uh, uh, getting displaced. And I, yeah. I, I mean, and yeah. that's the thing that I, I want to emphasize too, is like these, you know, I write, you know, I'm, am I a journalist? Am I a writer? Am I, uh, an I don't activist. know, a blogger? Am I an activist? Sure. You know, ask the Atlantic, ask, <laughs> ask Jenny Durkin. But I will say, um, people often ask me like, why you do this? And at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I care about people. Yeah. I want to help people out of their situation. But, and then, but at the end of the day, six months ago, my landlord tried to take $10,000 from me when I said I didn't want to renew my lease. Mm-hmm. You know, my last employer um, wrongfully fired me. And now, you know, I, I'm trying, you know, I had to find resources to help my case um, through some discrimination. Like this stuff is happening to a lot of black and brown organizers who are like, and, and I'm, I'm really good at advocating for myself. Like I won that $10,000 case because Fuck what yeah. do you know? I refer hella people to the tenants union and I happen to know where my rights are. You know, like I'm, I'm hoping that, um, I get some kind of equitable compensation for anyone who does me wrong through a previous job, you know, things like that happen. And, and, and that's what makes it so exhausting is because this doesn't turn off, whether it's you're doing it for somebody else or you're doing it for yourself or you're doing it for your own sure. family. It's we're not playing these games. And I think that's the biggest petty gripe I have about white liberal Seattle is like they can turn off the TV. Sure. You know, they can go yeah. there. They go home to their three thousand a month Capitol Hill studio. You know what I mean? And it's like, damn, like they're reminded when they refresh their Twitter feed in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like. Nah, man, like, yeah, it seems like I use Twitter a lot, but it's because there is a time in a day where I'm like literally live tweeting the shit that's happening to me. You know what I mean? It's like you, I don't, I don't have to go find these stories. I'm not like, Oh, how do you have all this access to these people suffering all the time? And it's like, well, because they're my fucking neighbors, man. What do you mean? It's like, goddamn. And I mean, and that's what I want liberal Seattle to understand is the people that they're fighting for have the ability to fight. Yeah. And they continue to refuse to empower those people. And until they do, we're going to lose. Yeah. Because what the right has done is activated their base to really come after us. And Mm -hmm. the liberals, the white liberals. What what liberals will say is that activation of their base is based on lies and Sure, and bullshit news, and fake news. and all this yeah. shit and yeah, I, like they don't get that apparently that i'm fake news too right yeah <laughs> yeah they don't get that that mm-hmm. doesn't fucking matter it's like that's why like well, they just want to whine and complain well, they, that it's they'll not fair. solve your problems but they need to get everybody in a room at one table and they need to hash it out yeah and that's a process and it just takes time and it takes money it takes experts and consultants and all these things <laughs> and maybe in three years you'll get an answer but you probably won't i mean what i'm worried about is like we're, we're seeing the same thing in the socialist movement as well mm. you know you have these um i don't know mark the, they fell in love with Karl marx in college and they started shopping at um buffalo exchange which is expensive as hell by the yeah. way what the fuck yeah, that's, that shit's not yeah. cheap what kind way. of thrift store is that man like a t-shirt for 35 dollars oh, I, 
I grew up on the Valley Village, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, shit. the for profit dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, you know it's you know they wear that and, and they're drinking their coffee and they're buying their beat up looking leather bag and it's like, dude, like you're rich, man, and it's like, where's that money? You know, sure. you should. Maybe give me some, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know. It's just very. Confusing. And what's the what's the response to that? <laughs> no, I mean it's How a let play out. <laughs> it's, it's a it's oppression Olympics, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's what you see in Seattle, and I, I think in a lot of ways, um, I'm, I'm of course a huge huge supporter of you know the queer community in Seattle and beyond. But at the same time, like that that is a that is another clear depiction of the problem in the liberal movement is that it's not inclusive. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's white LGBTQ communities in Seattle um, being very territorial and also being very uh, controlling of the liberal narrative. And you don't see black and brown, queer, disabled individuals getting any access to power, any access to resources. And, and it's heartbreaking, man, because we are not allowed to complain in this city because yeah. no, of what's going that's on. That's exactly in the right. White House. And I think one of the biggest things is whenever you hear a voice, um, whether that's like a person of color or just any minority voice um, outside of the mainstream, you immediately get critiqued, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you face liberals, you know, uh, conservatives alike. Everyone wants to tell you, oh, what you're saying is wrong, or here's the problem with what you're saying. It's just not serious. And it's more, it's more like. We have, the biggest thing that white people have a problem with is people of color having a voice. Right. And, like, actually well, disrupting Well, because it, it disrupts their status quo. It disrupts yeah. their relevancy. You know, and I, and I think for me, it's... That's why I care about this stupid, dumbass blue check mark on Twitter all the time. It's because <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that stupid ass... It seems like you do give I a mean, I mean, and here's why I care. The, the reason why I care is because no matter how much shit I talk about it, it, it creates a, a level of, um, you know, you become suddenly valid, you yeah. know, to, yeah. to oh, yeah. the, the opinions of um, NIMBYs and liberals and everybody mixed up into the city. And, you know, it's, it's as a writer of color, as, as somebody who is constantly questioned for credibility, constantly accused of spewing out fake news and being not objective and X, Y, and Z, it's... It's a another barrier that's created, and you see who's verified and validated in the city, and it's the same type of voice. Fucking it's the joke. Same, it's the same type of narrative, and yeah, we and and you see the voices who aren't, and blue check mark or not, it's we we're, we're in a time where it's funny because the city gave me quotes for my Atlantic piece. <laughs> Yeah. And I am convinced they gave it to me because they thought I was just going to end up yeah. ranting on the South Seattle Emerald. And I love the Emerald. Wow. And I do a lot of work there. But they fucking underestimated me. And I, and, I, and I say that, of course, with some pride. But I also say that acknowledging, like, motherfucker, it's your fault, man. It's yeah. your fault that you thought that I couldn't. A writer of color who's freelancing would never land a byline on a place like that. And it shocked them. And then they started doing, like you said, damage control. Yeah. Because they're like, oh my God, 
the the nation dirty damage control the, underhanded right too. the world is now on to us yep. holy shit is not just the fucking emerald and no offense to the emerald again i love the emerald but it's still a selective set of eyes reading yeah. that yeah sure. you know and and the city got caught sitting on their ass being like yo actually we're grinding out here and we're gonna get our narrative out there and we're gonna go behind you and we don't need and i'm telling you man i as a writer i will say it was i love getting the byline atlantic i love the um compliments and the affirmations i've gotten but i will be honest with you like was, coming on this podcast yeah right it was, e- <laughs> it was easier landing that byline than the bylines here locally wow I could have. Uh-huh. I had an easier time running that byline than getting a byline in the Stranger, the Times, mm-hmm. Crosscut, you know, the PI. What does that say, man? What yeah. does that say about the liberal gatekeepers in this city? You know that are desperately clinging on to controlling the narrative. Like we're fucked, man. How how am I getting an easier time getting a national platform like the Atlantic than the local papers here? It's not like the Atlantic's some like, like, red. Yeah, like, no. yeah, weekly, like no workers. Uh, don't get me wrong. The Atlantic has its issues too. I think you know they, it's um, you know the Guardian, the Atlantic. They sure. they they also love their billionaires. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. But but at the same time, it's like, wh- what do we have here left with the stranger imploding, the PI disappearing, the weekly mm-hmm. going underwater? Well, that's what I mean. Like that's what I mean. Not to toot our horn at all, really, but like. That's what like <laughs> that's what got us so pissed off and yeah. what made it convinced us to do this is because like there's just no voice for real left wing politics left and the narrative is so tightly controlled that you can't even that's why I was so like when we read your article I was so shocked exactly. that the Atlantic yeah. of all uh, publications was actually treating the Seattle issue as nuanced and thoughtful as it was and I was like God damn, the Atlantic, well, of all places. And it's it's our own people in this city that are writing those articles. They're not being written in The Stranger. They're no. not being written in the Seattle Times. No. They're not being written anywhere else. Yeah. But but they find they find space, you know, outside. That's why we're on Twitter so much. Yeah. It's literally like we it's the only place where we can control our own platform. <laughs> and yeah. fuck, but fuck you gotta start a podcast. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> Once you get that, get that blue check mark first. Yeah. Then well, you, you get know, the podcast. Fuck Jack. Fuck Twitter. You know, <laughs> fuck the, the Nazi um, uh, apologist. Yeah. Fuck but that. it, it's it's crazy because thank God for social media at times where you we are now able to at least put our own narratives out there and hopefully somehow convince people to follow us and and that's why when. What's what I get sensitive about and for whoever's listening and I talk a lot of shit on Twitter and a lot of people must think I hate them and a mm-hmm. lot of people must hate me. You must hate a lot of yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> it's they need to realize is like the number one thing that I'm sensitive about is is taking a hit against my credibility and also um, my work, man, because yeah. Yeah. they white liberals do not realize how hard Black and brown people have to work to even get your voice. Half of Nikita's campaign last year consisted of, of us convincing people she was a viable candidate. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, yeah, I, no, I'm no. sure it took you guys a long time to jump on the train. 
I'm not gonna ask who you voted for. No, I but voted I, for. Her. Th- yeah. This was something I was gonna bring up that you said um, earlier is that about Durkin being so fucking awful is that everyone said, well, Nikita, she has no experience. Uh, I mean, she has no experience, and it's like, uh, go fuck so yourself, fucking, you know. Uh, anyway, sorry, fuck. I don't want to de- derail you, but no, like, I mean, that is like, uh, no, but that uh, is so that it's, it's so typical. Like, what? <laughs> do, can you not like look around you and see that? All that fucking experience has meant fucking shit for yeah. anybody. Yeah. Like you, ideology is, is what matters. matters. You people, you need it's the only thing people's that view of the world, their basic morality at at this stage in our culture. That's what we need because, yeah. like, nothing fuck. should be valued more than lived experience, but nothing is shit on more than lived experience. Yeah, yeah. it's it's true, and I think even for me as a writer, is like. People don't realize, like, I went to fucking J school. I have my journalism degree. I did the internships. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked in radio. I worked for papers. And I got out for a lot of reasons we can talk about later. But did you not put all that on your blue check mark <laughs> application? <laughs> no, man. There is no application anymore. You know, I, I applied. Uh, I helped run Nikita's social media account. And, like, man, I applied twice. And she got rejected twice, man. Fuck. And it's like, what did she got to do? She got almost 20,000 followers. That's fucked up. Anyway, um, no, I, I, you know, for me, it's like. I hate it because I want to say fuck you. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear hoodies if I want to. I'm gonna go to these these protests because I give a shit and like oh because I give a shit then I suddenly become like not an official reporter because actually the outcome of this is gonna affect my fucking livelihood. Yeah, yeah. insane, dude, yeah, insane. No, that's that's our media, the sort of the media sort of fetish, the media yeah. class liberal fetish is objectivity yep. right which is bullshit the biggest uh, fucking privilege is objectivity oh, fuck. that is an excellent way to put it it's insane yeah, right yes these people the people who care about that it doesn't matter we were just saying we were saying this before like to them they want to read these very objective articles about how terrible the trump administration is because in the end of the day it doesn't matter yeah. who's president in their lives and because they're fucking like fine you said, they're they fine can turn off the yeah. tv and yeah they can get up and check yeah, their Twitter good. in the morning. You see a reporter like with her fucking house being flooded and a tornado coming, and she's in front like, there's a tornado happening here <laughs> in the city. Like, no, she's going to be fucking grabbing her things and running the fuck yeah. away. Yeah. And I think so many... And, and it's so funny because I heard this rumor flowing around in the city. Like, oh, I heard Day is uh, actually from a rich family in Hawaii, and they own a lot of land and went to private <gasps> school. Would you like to confront and, these rumors right <laughs> yeah. now? Would you like yeah. to confess? It's hilarious because, like... <laughs> I just my personal I think a lot of my Asian culture it's like I don't like to put my own personal shit out there I tweet a lot and I talk a lot of shit but uh, my mom always told me now it's getting a little personal my mom always said like, you know you're really good at uh, making people feel like um, you're very uh, open but you're really not you know you just create that illusion <laughs> and at the same time like I do that because you know that's what good journalists do they, you know they convince you that they're being open so they get information from you but anyway you yeah, know yeah. that I, I don't the point is, I don't like doing that. And when I heard these rumors, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to reveal to everyone that I, you know, like, yeah, no, actually, I grew up in um, Section 8 housing. Actually, I grew up in poverty. Actually, I grew up um, in um, one of the poorest parts of Hawaii. Actually, my parents are immigrants, and they, they struggled, and they went bankrupt. Like, I don't want to say that shit, but you're forced yeah, yeah. into this corner of, like, what the fuck? Like yeah. that that's the that's the, like the last tactic that they have is like they're trying so hard to discredit your work. You know, the lesson there is they'll you like you'll in this fight, like a real political fight, 
They're going to use anything. Yeah. You know, there's an, there's right. Anything. Yeah, nothing. Everything nothing will get them to shut up. And yeah. it, and finally, you know, I say like, actually, no, these are the the correct facts about my upbringing. Or Nikita will like, actually, this is how I grew up um, in my childhood. And then they'll be like, oh, well. Sounds like you have no experience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. I just literally laid out all of my experience. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? But they mean experience in the profe- in, a pro- in yeah. professional fields after your Ivy League yeah. degree. How many consultants you know? do you know? Can How many? Name? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah, How's your Rolodex yeah. is really the, uh, yeah. you know, the question. I still don't even really know what that means, but. So back before cell phones, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's, I don't know. It, uh, on the other hand, you know, we live in a time 2018 where a lot of people have already gotten displaced in our city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the liberals keep doing, I, I am very weary of continuing to play defense. And it's, absolutely, I'm not, I'm not from Seattle. You know, like I just mentioned, I'm from Hawaii. Um, a lot of similarities between the two places, you know, very transplant, <laughs> transplant, <laughs> uh, moved here in 2014. Mm. And so not that long ago, but just, you know, sweeps are happening back home, you know, oh, home yeah. sweeps. Fuck, it's uh, we have a uh, very, very blue where did, where, politicians. They, they just drive them right into the sea. I mean, where do you go when you're sw- <laughs> we recently passed a beach ban and sidewalk? No, ban. but fuck off. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Hawaii, to me, like uh, one of the f- like facts I know about Hawaii is that the beaches are all public, right? Yeah, like that's Except like a major political oh, like win for human beings yeah. is that you can't fucking own privately the beaches in Hawaii, and you're telling me yeah. that you can't be homeless on no. the fuck. That's like where you go if you want to be homeless. The dream, if you really like <laughs> the like people want to say like oh, everybody on the street wants to yeah. be homeless, they want to refuse service and whatever. That is bullshit. Except Except in the case of like the like platonic ideal of the Hawaii beach bum, you know, <laughs> like well, that's I mean, that's totally fine, and that's and that's the homeless person that people are okay with because they always they always yeah. preface it with well, like obviously I don't, not. I don't hate all homeless people. I, I feel bad for a lot of them, and that's the person they feel bad for is the beach bum <laughs> dude. Uh, you know what I mean. Everyone else, obviously no. not. If they're like, I don't actually, even know what a beach bum is. Actually, so somebody wants to just hang out on the beach yeah. and not really do. I much. mean, you know, it's I blame, I, I blame, blame those, um, those white hipsters who like are now volunteering to be homeless and like making documentaries while oh. living in their car. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, you'll see them at Sundance <laughs> soon. It's crazy. Hey, it's, didn't Planet Money do that once? Too? Someone did. Yeah. That. Oh, I mean, homeless and they're like, you know what? Being homeless is, wasn't that hard. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was that is the dumbest. Just well, no, anyway, it. anyway, yeah. so you know, so, so I moved here, and you know, we're playing a lot of defense, and you know, there has to be a point where we also have to build infrastructure in places where obviously a lot of South South King County has been affected by the growth here, um, and the inequitable density that's happening. Um, but in in Seattle, again, I I think it's unfair for me a transplant to say that there's no hope. There is, there, you know, there are things to, of course, continue to fight for, but man, the political horizons right now look pretty bleak. You know, it looks. There, there was a lot of hope last year, you know, um, but one thing we continue to see through our campaign trail was, our people cannot afford another four years. Right. And, no, and it's right, life right. and death. Yeah, and and what happened was we did the four years, that we fear the most got elected. And we're about to wrap up year one, 
and hmm. our fears are coming true. Yeah. And we're going to continue to fight. And it's really important. I think another thing the head tax fight taught us is how important it is to elect six city council members. We can't be yeah. doing this five, four bullshit anymore. And you need to be them, in every, every yeah. fucking race, man. Yeah. And we can't continue to give the reins to uh, Jenny Durkin to, for her to decide with her, um, billionaires the reins yeah i think it's it's like more of handlebars on a segue yeah. than reins <laughs> yeah. i don't know I, I heard she loves escalators so well she she <laughs> has a common with trump fucking loves sports is what she loves that's her that's Just all she get her a dsa jersey with her name on it she would <laughs> wear that shit oh she loves sports because she she it's that old school thought of like sports will help your um approval rating like you know? it yeah. makes you seem like regular. Yeah, she, yeah. she does yeah. a lot of kissing babies and not much. And else. I mean, she had Obama in her mailers during her campaign. You know, next yeah. like her, her picture with Obama, which was equivalent to a kid taking a picture with Mickey Mouse. You know, at Disney, <laughs> I'm like, who gives a fuck? You're not friends with him. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not friends with Barry, dude. I, I was born in the same hospital as him in Hawaii. Okay, you're not friends with him. <laughs> like you stood in a line. You heard it here. Day is friends with Obama. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I like Barry Obama. I don't like Barack Obama. Yeah, I don't fair. like. I don't like President sure. Obama. I think he's a. He's probably a cool dude. It's obviously know? a cool dude. Yeah, he, yeah. he looks he looks really. Not hit. really the question, is it? Mm-hmm. No, no. I voted for him. Yeah, of course. Um, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's. We have three more years of Jenny Durkin. You know, city council races are coming up next year. And, and you know, if we're going to continue to fight, we have to continue to try our best to vote true progressives in. You know, um, there are races this year that are, you know, obviously some Democrats are running in this in this uh, mm-hmm. for uh, Congress, for mm-hmm. different races. We have a prosecutor race, you know, coming uh, coming mm-hmm. up in November. Um, and we have to start electing real progressives. Um, one of the campaigns I'm helping out um, is Darren Morris's campaign for King County Prosecutor. And, you know, some of the things, the reason why um, I got convinced to support a prosecutor race is because he's, he's claiming things like um, divesting from the youth jail being built. Mm. You know, I'm talking about... Um, what does protecting sex workers look like in our city? Wow. You yeah. Know? It, I think that the whole, you know, what was going on, uh, what state was that in? The, the prosecutor, Pennsylvania, right? Right. Um, like that showed like, oh, like there are battlegrounds yep. that we can win on that aren't, you know, traditional battlegrounds. Yeah, you're talking about Larry Krasner? Larry yeah, Krasner yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah he's the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got into some trouble recently. He uh, sent some no. trans activists to jail. Hmm. Um correct that shit larry yeah um but yeah no they sure. they elected a progressive candidate you know public figures like sean king suddenly was like i'm gonna start giving a shit about da races and prosecutor races and i'm not gonna lie man I, i'm somebody who said i'm never gonna do politics i'm never gonna work in the field then we ran a mayoral candidate and it was really like most of us if not all of us would not run a campaign unless it was a type of campaign we ran Right. Yeah. And, okay. and now, like, I, I'm, I'm finding myself supporting a prosecutor's campaign, which, fuck the system, you know, it's, it's not working, it's, mm-hmm. it's broken, but how do we do these quick fixes as we work towards abolition, as we work mm-hmm. towards divesting from jails as a whole, you know, as we look towards what restorative justice looks like, um, 
but what do we do right now? You know, and, and I'm hoping Darren Morris is a step towards reaching that reality. Mm-hmm. Just you say know. it one more time. What is he, where is he running? For Darren Morris is running um, for King County Prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't know. I mean... <coughs> is he running against the incumbent? Is Yeah, 11-year unchallenged Dan Satterberg. Okay. Yeah. Take him down. He was Republican this whole time in King <laughs> County. And as soon as Darren Morris entered the race as a Democrat, he switched to a Democrat. Yeah. Amazing. That's there you the go, Seattle folks. over 10 just, There you go. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> that is exactly you know, it's funny, that. too. And, and in his, when, when pressed and asked him, like, what caused the switch? Was it an opponent for the first time in 11 years? Mm-hmm. He said, no, actually, I've, I felt like I've uh, aligned with Democrat, Democratic <laughs> values for a long time. Like, I, I support um, abortion. <laughs> and that was it. He, like, he saw a spotlight and uh, changed his mind. And I think having having you on here today has been like one of my favorite episodes. So yeah, with thank that you said, for coming in. and I got dumplings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that what it is? What yeah, is this? What uh, are we progies. Eating? Progies. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? It's it's a dumpling. From where? <laughs> From uh, the, the Fremont Farmers Market. Uh, some people had. They're, oh. They were really, really good four hours ago. No, they're still. And then good. when I remembered that we had them here, they're still kind of yeah. good. Yeah. Is it like a Russian dumpling? Uh, I think it's more Polish. 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 There's think. some intersectionality there, but no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No yeah. doubt. Thanks yeah. for coming Thank on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank well, you. Do, do we want to plug your Twitter? Oh yeah, yeah. Do, or anything? Tell anything or, like, you want to plug? Anything else you really want to plug? Yeah, you can follow me at at Day Day Junior. That's D A E D A E J R. Um, I if you think I'm subtweeting about you, I probably am, but it's okay. You know, it's like that's what Twitter's for is creating drama. Um, let's see what else. It's uh, until I get a more organized way of releasing regular things, like a blue I, check mark. Sure, like a blue check mark or a um, I don't know, a Patreon where I can start getting some money. Yeah. Um, Finally get paid for this shit. Right now it's pretty sporadic. You know, I just had a piece recently released by The Atlantic, which I'm super happy about. Um, You can find my work usually through a lot of grassroots papers like the Seattle Emerald, South Seattle Emerald. Um, You know, podcasts like this. That's uh, what, going to break iTunes next week? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, It's going to, any minute now, we're going to blow up. On the strength of this interview of having you on as a guest, yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're actually hosted on our own server, which, uh, or well, from our own site on an Amazon server, which we expect to crash. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) Hey, man. Uh, Just don't like dupe me. Like uh, I was on this podcast, I won't name any names, but like it was for like the next season of podcast. He wanted my ideas on homelessness, and like in the in the preview of the season that apparently I'm in, like mm-hmm. my picture is next to Dal Constantine's picture, who he had on, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> we got me. We couldn't get. Dow Constantine. If no, okay, okay. Uh, Let me clarify. If you can, do it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. And, um, but the next time, I'm not coming back on until I get to sit next to you. You can just stand uh, against this baby. wall and put your arm oh, out shit. like it's around someone's shoulder for me. I want, I want Saul on my left, Dow on my right. Oh. Uh, Saul, down. No. Yeah. Get on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you heard it. Yeah. Well, on that subject, you know, uh, we are finally. Uh, because of great public demand of people just wanting desperately to give us money, 
we figured we might as well start accepting it via a Patreon. You uh, made one? We won't yeah. be we won't be um, paywalling anything, you know. Uh, it's not really worth that. No, uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but uh, you know, since all of you just desperately wanted to give us money every month, uh, we figured uh, why not accept it. So there will be a Patreon coming through. What Bezos bucks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. Yes. By the we, way, we, we accept. We, we can pay Bezos. you in Bezos bucks. Yeah. Yeah, we got them right up. Right up there, I think, somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff Bezos, come on with us. Sauce Spady. Dude, if we got Bezos on, I think we could convince him to, like, actually pay his workers more. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that you got to... It's a confident white guy right now. <laughs> you got to... You gotta, no you gotta, fucking way. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't you're fucking even high believe right now. that he doesn't pay them well. <laughs> right. So. That's, uh, you're that's you're like fighting so many yeah. layers of rich guy <laughs> bullshit. My like. question is, is Bezos even alive? <laughs> you know, like, what if he died 10 years ago? That's Dude, what if depressing. it is like some like, really sick version of Westworld? But his Instagram is kind of like that. Like, he, like you just see his boot in some shots. And he's like, "Wearing my lucky boots today." Or one Cheeto like, dust-covered hand, and you're like, yeah, "That could be anyone." That's fucking a photo boots. double. That's a that's a no, stand. I'm waiting for someone to be like, "Actually, I took this photo 15 years ago." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. This dude is dead. <laughs>